Bellator Champion Series is back in action Friday, May 17th, live from Paris, France. Reigning bantamweight champ Patchy Mix defends his belt in a rematch against dangerous submission specialist Magomed Magomedov. And Cedric the Best Doombay makes his Bellator debut in front of a home Paris crowd versus Jaleel the Realist Willis. Don't miss the action live at noon EST on HBO here in the U.S. And visit bellator.com watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Doombay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's Insight Assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Media Podcast Network. Well, hello there, everybody, and welcome to a brand new edition of On to the Next One as we here at MMAfighting.com attempt to play matchmakers following Saturday night's UFC Vegas 15 event. Capped off by Anthony Smith getting a quick submission win over Devin Clark to get back in the win column. And with that, thank you all for listening this week. Hope you had a great Thanksgiving. If you're in the United States, a lot of you had a a longer vacation week, so to speak, from work and school. And uh, everything's going to kind of turn tomorrow, but it is what it is. I am Mike Heck, being joined as always by the co-host, co-matchmaker, colleague, best friend, and the Prince of Positivity himself, Mr. Alex K. Lee, who got to enjoy a... Enjoy some action in the squared circle last night. How are you, sir? Yes, I, I'm good. I was I was primarily on uh, Tyson Jones duty uh, last night for our website, so I was you know I was keeping up with what was going on with the UFC, but definitely it was on, on the back burner. Uh, so I, I'll t- so you know re- listeners should know right away. I I, I saw highlights. I, I can't speak in detail about uh, some of the performances. So you know, Mike, if that influenced your matchmaking and readers, you know, if it influenced your matchmaking suggestions. You're more knowledgeable than I in the situation, but uh, it was refreshing to, uh, surprisingly refreshing to cover an event uh, headlined by two 50-plus-year-old boxers, but uh, it seems like a strange way to call it. But it was an enjoyable show, I think, for anyone who caught a caught a street, uh, you know, uh, caught it, whether it be uh, through legal means or through nefarious means. Uh, so, uh, yes, what we're leading out, Jake Paul, Conor McGregor. Yeah, that is the first matchup we're making, right, I think? So we're leading out the show? Yeah, it should be uh, Jake Paul versus Connor and Dylan Dennis in a handicap match. I'm gonna get Logan in there. Logan for life. Oh, tag team, a tag team boxing match or main event? Come oh, We bring fight circus into this now. <laughs> oh God! All right, we, we we're we're opening up. We're, we're ripping band aids off here. Things could get really nasty. But let's just uh, let's stick with the UFC for the time being. Maybe they'll be on to the next one. Legends only league in the future. Let us start with Mr. Anthony Lionheart-Smith. Really needed this fight, AK, after dropping 
two of three, or his last two and three out of four. That's what it was. Uh, the fight becomes the main event on a little over 24 hours notice after Curtis Blades test positive for COVID-19. That led to his fight with Derek Lewis being postponed probably to January at this point. I'm being told nothing official yet, but Clark gets a massive opportunity to shine, comes out super aggressive. Smith lands an early takedown, and ultimately that would be the beginning of the end because the former title challenger was able to slap on a triangle, force the tap right around the halfway point of the opening round. So, AK, where does Anthony Smith go from here now that he's back in the win column? Well, let me say, I picked against Smith. I very badly over, uh, underestimated him, uh, which I've done before. I'm, I'm a big Anthony Smith fan, but I think, I think maybe protecting myself, I had been like, well, maybe this is it for Smith. He's going to lose. I think it's been three straight losses. Uh, four out of five. Maybe he's. We, we, uh, we, after his last fight, said we'd like to see him take a longer break. I think we weren't even expecting him to fight again in 2020. Um, but here we go. Here he is with a win uh, over, I think, a good, a really good fighter in uh, Devin Clark. So uh, Smith himself, I think, said his name after. And I hadn't even thought about it because we matchmaked for this guy last week. But it's kind of, it's kind of perfect in a way. So I don't mind the uh, Paul Craig call out that he did. There's, there's, there's other names you mentioned, but. I'll say I like the Paul Craig fight. If I, I think last year I said I wanted Craig to fight Johnny Walker, but if that fight were not to happen, it makes a lot of sense for both guys. The name for Paul Craig, it's stylistically a, a workable matchup for Anthony Smith. So I'm on the same page as Lionheart on this one. If Anthony Smith is listening to this right now, I want to say two things to you. One, I did not pick against you in our picks. The official MMA fighting UFC Vegas 15 picks. I picked Anthony Smith to win the fight. I picked him to get a finish, not by submission, not in the first round, but I did pick Anthony Smith. And second, Anthony, do not try to do our jobs for us, okay? This is what we do. We do the matchmaking, and sometimes the UFC listens. He did mention Paul Craig, and if that happened, it's fine. Not my first, not my second, probably not even my third option at this point. First option is obvious. It's Luke Rockhold. Like, Luke Rockhold is the fight to make. 100%. If they can make this fight and Luke Rockhold is ready to come back and throw fists in the octagon, that is absolutely the fight to do. There is no other option. If Luke Rockhold is not ready to do that, then we carry over a selection that I've made on this program after his most recent win. Do the fight with Johnny Walker. Both guys want it. Walker called out Smith. Smith responded in kind, saying he would beat the F out of Johnny Walker in the octagon, they publicly stated they both want the fight. That would be option B. Option C would be the winner of Ryan Spann versus Misha Serkinov. Paul Craig, fine option. To me, it's probably like option H, but it's not the. It's not a bad option. You know what I mean? What else do you got uh, on your list, AK? I had. I mean, I think I we bring up Johnny Walker, who call, who wants who he wants Anthony Smith's fight. Uh, I, it's funny, and then last week I had said I wanted to fight Craig, so now I've suddenly cut. I feel like I've suddenly cut Johnny Walker out of this equation. The one other name uh, that I've that I like, I don't, and I don't know if I saw someone else mention this, but uh, Nikita Krylov, I think would be a fun one. Yeah, still, still around the top ten. I know people's rankings might be different. I think he'd be at least be no lower than like eleven, twelve in most people's rankings. So I think I have him just in there around ten. So uh, sure, Nikita Krylov is happening, and I think that's a fight that that uh, that he would want. But yeah, the the Luke Rockhold thing is just loom has been looming for so long. Whenever this guy decides to come back, he sh- Rockhold should want to fight Anthony Smith. Uh, but we really just don't know what's up with Rockhold these days, unfortunately. Yeah. Co-main event. Saw Miguel Baeza remain undefeated. Also picking up a submission win over Takashi Sato. Caramel Thunder is a guy we brought up on the show many, many times. One of the more exciting prospects at 170 pounds, without a doubt. 
And there's just so many options for Baeza. A lot of fun fights that could be in store for him. He definitely deserves a step up in competition for sure. And I thought about this on the post-fight show, and I think it's a superb option for a number of reasons. AK, you're probably going to hate this idea. With so much talent at 170, the excitement for a guy like Baeza, completely warranted. And I still think he's going to need another win or two before we start topping, talking top 15 opponents or anything like that. Certainly something he'll need like a, a like a statement win of some kind. The Matt Brown win was a great name on the resume, but I wouldn't consider that a statement win. I think most people expected the fight to go the way that it did. AK, I kind of want to see Miguel Baeza versus Mike Perry. I kind of want to see that. The UFC, although very few people on this planet agree with them, they see a lot of value in Mike Perry for some reason. And Baeza could get that that Jeff Neal rub if he goes out there and puts Mike Perry away, which I would favor him to do so rather easily. I think that is the best option right now while the cup sort of continues to fill. What do you think, AK? Hate it. Why? Hate it. <laughs> I know why you hate it, but like... I mean, uh, you know, I, I, I'm not interested in matching for Perry in general, but I, what's, what's Perry now? He's lost what? He must be on some not some sort of streak, right? Some sort of minor losing. No, he won. He won the Mickey Gall fight. Yeah, he's, but he must be mired in some kind of slump, right? I'm not. I'm not crazy, right? This is a. He's lost two out of three, I think. Two out of three. All right, that's not like terrible. It's not like the worst thing. Um, three out of four. The Luke Cage fight people really liked. Fight of the night, so which I thought he Perry fight. won, by the way. Really? Okay. Uh, and then Jeff Neal. No shame in that. Jeff Neal's a, a stud. And then he beat Gall and lose to Timmy's. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I it's weird. I want I, I want Bayes to move up. Um, so I'm probably aiming a little bit higher in the rankings, and I'm only and I'm doing this name because um, uh, I've refrained from actually using this veteran name, which I think is a very easy one for most fan, readers when they're when they're making matches. Uh, I kind of want to see him fight Cowboy. I think Don Cerrone would be would be a good one. It's kind of in the the the, the Matt Brown vein. I say oh, I should say I think Cerrone has a little bit more left in the tank right now. But um, yeah, I think Cerrone is a top again kind of the thinking with the Krylov thing for Smith. He's a top ten guy. He has a big name. Uh, huge test for Baez. Again, we've seen a lot of fighters thinking they're going to use uh, Cerrone's name to elevate themselves at the ranking. Some of them do. Some of them don't. But there's definitely no. He's definitely not an automatic win for an up and coming guy. So it, it that's a that's a real challenge for Baez. I feel. Um, I wanted I wanted I remember I wanted uh, Chaos to fight the winner of this uh, Baez Sato fight, but Chaos got himself booked. Uh, and I, you know for the longest time I wanted Baez to fight Shemaev. Obviously that's not happening. So um, uh, and, and and no matter what happens with Shemaev's next fight, win or lose, I don't think Baez is going to get that fight. Uh, so I'm going Cowboy. My other pick was. Uh, I would like him fighting the Jeff Neal Stephen Thompson winner. That's from December nineteenth. Though more so Wonder Boy than Jeff Neal. I think if Jeff Neal beats Wonder Boy, he's looking. He's he deserve he'll deserve a, a higher ranking opponent than Baeza. So some some math that needs to be done. But if, if keeping things simple, Baeza and Cerrone. I'd say maybe the loser. Like if Jeff Neal beats Wonder Boy, then you could do Baeza Wonder Boy, and that kind of makes sense. I don't think if Wonderboy beats a guy like Jeff Neal, because he's already taken a big step back anyways, a step he, back he does not want to take, to go back and fight an unranked guy, Miguel Baez, after that, I don't think uh, the NMF will be so NMF <laughs> after that. But I just think I, I just think Baez is in, a, in kind of, he's in a good spot, but he's in kind of a tough spot because you've got guys at 170, like guys like Sean Brady, you got Shamayev, obviously, um, and, and some others, even... Um, 
who am I thinking of? You mentioned him. I can't even think of it. Jeff Neal, etc. I feel uh, Chaos Williams as well. I feel like he is like just just behind those guys, even though he's had some really good wins under his belt. So I think uh, I think if he fought a guy like Perry, he'd be an instant. He'd be like an instant favorite. A lot of eyeballs upon him, probably more than any other fight he's ever had, just because Mike Perry brings attention. And if he goes out there and starches Mike Perry, he's gonna get a lot of love. And I would put Baez probably as a three to one favorite in that fight, for being honest. I, so it'd I be, like the idea of, of of him knocking Mike Perry out of the UFC. So you're now you're now you're speaking my language a little more. There you go. Uh, let us move to the heavyweight division. Uh, a fight nobody saw going three rounds, but uh, on the post fight show, a lot of uh, a lot of love for Parker Porter versus Josh Parisian. It was a fun fight. Porter gets the win. He cashes it around a two-to-one underdog, defeats Josh Parisian by unanimous decision. AK, what do you see next for the Connecticut native? This seems so obvious to me. Uh, Dontel Mace. I think it's got to be Dontel Mace. I, I, it's just, I don't know. I, I, I know people are like, might ask, why is it obvious? It's like, I don't know. Again, like I say, if anyone keeps their own rankings, there's a pretty obvious cluster of heavyweights, you know, top tier, mid tier, low tier. These guys are up and coming in the low tier similar experience uh just yeah i don't know i don't have a lot to say about it i just i i i just looked at it and i'm like yeah this is it this is the matchup don Mays. let's go obvious is probably an understatement ak it is don Mays. there is there's yeah. no other option really i mean neither of these guys can be fighting for world titles anytime soon that's a fun scrap one of those guys will take another small step forward and both of these guys came back from from some devastating losses Obviously went back to the drawing board, improved their game a little bit, and stepped in the octagon and got their first UFC win. So, mystery-filled heavyweight division. I think this is a nice fight to sort of fill fill a gap somewhere on a on a fight night card or in the apex, maybe maybe even on Fight Island. Maybe we get a little wild and crazy and and take those heavyweights to the, to the new stadium out there. As we go from the heavyweight division to the featherweight division, we saw the first UFC win for Bill Algio. He overcame the interesting style in the constant screaming of spike carlisle and uh after a really close fight on short notice with ricardo lamas in his promotional debut he gets the alpha ginger wins a unanimous decision in a good scrap at 145 and i like bill lg i think he's a fun fighter 45 is ridiculously deep right now i know he called out giga chikadze and i appreciate the call out it's just not going to happen. It's just not going to happen. Giga deserves a, a, a bigger step up in competition. Probably a top 15 guy. I like where he's coming from. Gusto, Bill. I appreciate it. So I'm going to throw a fun one out there. How about Bill Algio versus Ludovic Klein? Oh. Klein had the short notice knockout win over Shane Young. He missed weight for the fight, but it was on pretty short notice. I'm, I'm willing to give him the benefit of the doubt, at least for the time being. I just think that's a fun fight, and I think both those guys are kind of around the same area right now. I don't know. What do you think? I like that better than all of my suggestions because <laughs> let me tell you something. Like this is where I start to rebel against the UFC's both the UFC's matchmaking and also the very concept of our show because we we've discussed this before. Uh, typically, we take whoever's on the main card and we match them up. That is that, and then we have a wild card. That is our format. If you if you have worked your way to the main card. You are worthy of, of uh, speculative matchmaking. But again, these cards have become so thin this year that you have some fighters who we normally wouldn't match up. They would normally be on the prelim. And no disrespect to Bill Algio, Park Porter, uh, Norma Dumont, Jonathan, some people will discuss later. It's just 
it's really kind of impossible for us to match these people up in, 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 in any realistic way. Any of these people could fight, depending on the depth of their division, a dozen other names, probably more for <laughs> Bill Algio. This, I'm not, this, will come, this rant will come up later again, by the way. So I, I just had so many names for him. I, I really like the, the client matchup. Um, but I, I, I settled on, I think, like Jamal Emmers. And it's just like, again, I, I don't have a lot to say about it. It's just record-wise, experience-wise, they're in a similar place. Uh, coming off with The one thing I tried to, to narrow things down was similar experience level and coming off of wins, which, uh, which helped a little bit. So uh, Emmers would be a really good choice. I like Aljo Derek Minner, but I think Minner has a lot more experience than him. But, I mean, if we're just talking UFC experience, things about the same. Uh, Julian Arosa is another good name. And also uh, Sean Woodson, who was supposed to fight. Uh, we don't know. Hopefully he's okay. Don't know why he withdrew. But uh, whenever he's ready, I think him and Algio would be interesting. But uh, Jamal Embers is my top pick, uh, I guess, to, to use the term loosely. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't mind that one. I, I still want to see Jamal Embers fight Charles Rosa, but we. I mean, I want to match like everybody up against Charles Rosa at this point. Like, if you get in there at forty-five and you get an impressive win, I kind of want to throw you in there with Rosa and just see where you're at. But we'll see what's next for him in this uh, featherweight division, which we're going to talk about again in a matter of moments and you mentioned it heading to the women's bantamweight division and this is an air quotes right now norma dumont gets her first ufc win dominates ashley evan smith en route to a unanimous decision dumont tried to make the move from 45 to 35 she missed weight by three and a half pounds and hopefully that is something that can be fixed because she looked she looked great against evan smith so what do you this is a little more complicated ak because you could do this potentially in two different divisions. So what do you see next for Norma Dumont? Uh, hold on. Did I mess up my division? Let's see, uh, this is a live podcasting people. I uh, did I mess up Tracy Cortez. Is she a, she's a, she fought at Bantamweight, right? All, yeah. Both, both of her UFC wins are at Bantamweight. She, she is, is talking about, okay. Yeah. She's talking about moving to 25, but no decision has been made yet. I don't know what I did with my, with my rankings here. Uh, yeah, so I have Cortez in there. I, I, I say it because Cortez would be my pick. Again, we can go in a lot of different directions uh, with women's bantamweight. It's not the deepest division, so maybe, maybe the options aren't quite as spread out as I'm, as I'm suggesting. But Tracy Cortez would be my number one pick. I think it's just good experience-wise, good test for Cortez, someone who I think the UFC uh, sees a lot in as, as a marketable fighter. Um, but Dumont, I, I think, really surprised people uh, last night. She, she, she beat a uh, solid veteran in uh, Ashley Evans-Smith. So... Someone a little bit closer to Dumont experience, Tracy Cortez. Other names I throw out there, Ben Malecki, Sarah Alpar, Shanna Young against uh, – this is just people, again, the lower lower echelon of the women's bantamweight division. And, uh, again, I don't I, I, I don't know where to go with some of these matchups. But Dumont Cortez, sure. I'm throwing it out there. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm down for giving her another crack at 135. Hopefully she could figure out the weight thing. I thought about Tracy Cortez, but I'm not going with that. More so for the reasons that you stated, because Cortez is very marketable. I feel like there's some eyeballs on her, and I'll, I don't feel like we should reward Dumont with a fight like that. Not saying that Cortez is like the biggest star of the division, but definitely somebody that brings attention to her fights. Um, and I don't think we should reward her for that. So I think we should keep her at 35, but we put her up against a like a really gritty, tough matchup that when you see the name on the contract, you just you're trying to 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 weigh out the risk and the reward and you're like man this fight is going to be grueling i want to see your fight julia stoliarenko aka ah. invicta vet former yeah. champ short notice ufc return against lena landsberg lost a decision i'm sure she has grown from that loss i think you throw in there she makes weight and beats someone like that 
Then you can give her the Cortezes. You can, you, you can get her up there. She, she was impressive last night, but as impressive as she was, I don't think we should give her that much of a step. Because I, I think right now at 35, Cortez is like right outside the top 15. She's like a win away from probably getting in there. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, and DeMond is bad. You're right, you're right. It's, that definitely affects how you view, you know, the usual matchup win-loss uh, matchmaking. Uh, yeah, she missed by three and a half pounds, right? If yeah. If I'm not mistaken. That's not good. Um, so, uh, yeah, <laughs> I almost dabbled in the idea of having her face another fighter who had uh, weight issues at a lower weight class and then uh, moved up. Former UFC champion Nico Montano. But uh, Montano's fighting Carol Rosa, I think. So I thought, like, maybe the winner of that. But I think that's not for a few months. So... Uh, I, don't, I don't know. I, again, read, read, I, I, I'll tell you something. I don't, and I don't think we got a lot of reader suggestions on Dumont either. Uh, I looked ahead <laughs> to our reader suggestions. So uh, I don't think we're getting a lot of help here. But if guys, if you're have any, if you listening to the show now and you have any reader suggestions for Norma Dumont, uh, Women's Bantamweight, please fire them in our direction. DM, mention it to us on Twitter, wherever. Uh, just help us out. Yeah, it's just it's just a weird show this week. Um no disrespect to anybody. It just it's not their fault to their place where they were placed, and this card was what it was. But that's just what happens in uh, in a COVID twenty twenty catch up era. Uh, as we look ahead to another man who bounced back from defeat in his UFC debut, gets his first UFC win. How about Jonathan Pierce, aka JSP? First fight in over a year since that quick, devastating loss to Joe Lozon at U- UFC Boston. I was there. It was just crazy what a moment it was for Joe Lozon. Not the night for JSP, but he puts away late-notice replacement Kai Kamaka in the second round via TKO. Impressive performance. He looked outstanding. He cashes as a more than 2.5-to-1 underdog I saw on some betting sites. But uh, you mentioned this name earlier. This one is is pretty easy for me. He had already been booked to fight Sean Woodson before Kamaka came in. Woodson said he uh, he tore some cartilage like in his ribcage area. And it just wasn't in the cards to train, travel, and cut all that weight with an injury like that. It was just grueling and really painful. So he tell he said it was going to be like another two to three weeks at this point that is going to be on the shelf before he can get back fully at it. So he hopes to be back early 2021, maybe in January, early February. I say just rebook that fight because good prospect matchup that just makes perfect sense. I think that's that's where you go. What do you think? Yeah, good, good on Pierce for making the move back down to featherweight. As he looked like a new man, you know, as long as long as he can keep making that cut to 145. And I used to fight there, uh, and then and then went up to lightweight for a bit. And I was back down at, down at featherweight. Uh, Joe Lozon, that was a tough matchup for him. You know, your first UFC fight, Joe Lozon. I mean, he, you know, he didn't look good. Uh, I, I'm sure he'll agree. But really, the circumstances were so tough. And and now facing a really really good prospect in Kamaka. Uh, to get that win, uh, put, put him right back on track. Yeah, Sean Woodson was my bolded name as well out of uh, several other names. Again, everyone I mentioned for Algio, you could probably also match up with Pierce. You could, uh, uh, they could go Algio Pierce. That, that's sure. an option, right? That's something that which we didn't discuss. But you know, if they want, if both guys are on the same track health wise as far as recovering from this fight, I don't see any reason why they can't be matched up. But I do like the Sean Woodson matchup uh, for all the reasons you mentioned. And uh, again, hopefully Woodson's okay. He's such a fascinating prospect at 145. I mean, you just. If anyone's never seen Sean Woodson fight, load up that fight pass. And uh, if you don't remember, look at Woodson. You 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 won't forget him. Let me put it that way. He's he stands out. He stands out. Woodson and Pierce are humongous forty fivers. Yes, humongous. Yes. So that's what make that fight interesting. It's almost like a <laughs> it's almost like a lightweight fight between those guys. Oh, love it. I love it too. The Bellator Champion Series is back in action Friday, May seventeenth, live from Paris, France. Reigning bantamweight champ Patchy Mix defends his belt in a rematch 
against dangerous submission specialist Magomed Magomedov. And Cedric the Best Doombay makes his Bellator debut in front of a home Paris crowd versus Jaleel the Realist Willis. Don't miss the action live at noon EST on HBO here in the U.S. And visit bellator.com watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Doombay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it. Uh, as we now get ready to head to everyone's favorite segment, and I'm so fascinated to hear what you have to say about this, AK. This is the wild card round for UFC Vegas 15, where we each will select one fighter that we have not match made for yet, and we will do so right now. So, Mr. AK, what is your wild card pick coming out of Saturday? I have to imagine we pick the same person, but I, I guess I don't know. I, I don't know why I'm so confident. I, I, I picked Gina Mazzani. I, I thought uh, Mazzani, I liked her chances going into Saturday's card. Um, I think I think she did end up being favored. I, don't, I was glancing at the odds before the card. I think she did end up being favored. I think for good reason. I, I think she's a talented fighter. Uh, her last fight before uh, fighting Ostevich was back up at 135, which I don't think is her... I don't think that's her ideal weight class. I think flyweight's a good spot for her. So she looked good. She looked good on, on Saturday. Um, I One name. One name came to me. Not a big list. But I, I think she's a good test now to see what's up with uh, Maria Agapova. Uh, we don't, Ag- Agapova is, such a, is so strange because I think we all agree if she had a little more uh, uh, tactics, she probably would have beaten Shayna Dobson. Uh, but Shayna, of course, uh, a little more experienced and, and just put it on her. Right? I mean, she outlasted her and put it on her, and that was great performance by Shayna. So uh, I think, I got, but I still, I'm a big believer in Agapa. I think she'll learn a lot from that, and I'd like to see her tested against uh, again a fighter with like another fighter with a little more experience uh, in uh, Gina Mazzani. This is this is going to be interesting, AK, because I'm going to do something that I, I don't think I've ever done on this program before. Oh, what a what a tease! All right. Yes, and uh, listen. Most of you listening right now are probably like, you know what? He's going to pick Nate Manus versus Adrian Yanez or something like that because there were call-outs and it was excellent use of the mic time. And Mike loves picking the Bantamweights. I'm not going to do that this week. I'm not doing it. In fact, I'm going the opposite of what you did, AK. I'm going to book a one more chance fight. A loser leaves town situation. Even though it seems like one of these fighters, if not both, we're in this situation on Saturday already. I still want to see one more out of both of them. Rachel Ostevich has now lost three fights in a row. However, she showed some heart, some tenacity, some gusto, if you will, in defeat against a relentless Gina Mazzani. Okay? I was impressed with Rachel Ostevich. Her body just gave out. Those liver kicks are just nasty. She did all she could. It just wasn't enough. She also had one of the best moments of the night turning that north-south choke into this, like, insane back take. That was wild. Yeah, she didn't do anything with it, but if you go back on, like, the highlights of the night and, like, the quick clips, that was probably, like, I I would guess that that's probably the most viewed clip of the card. I would say that. Ashley Evans-Smith has had a tough run as of late as well. Instead of just booting both of them out of the UFC, how about we just match them up? Winner sticks around. Loser is out. I know they both have the same manager. But I feel like if either wants another fight, this is probably the only fight that makes any kind of sense at all. I kind of want to see it, AK. I want to see the adversity. I want to see the stakes oh so high. One more chance. Let's rock and roll. Let's let's mix things up this holiday season. Uh, Rachel Osovich has a following, which is a reason they would certainly want to keep her around. 
Um, what weight class would this take place at, Mike? 125 or one? Probably 25. E- either, either. I, I mean, obviously 25, I think, would, would be ideal. I just don't know. I know I know. Evan Smith has had trouble cutting down there, so I don't know if she'd want to go back. But you're right. I mean, she clearly has shown she can she can make 125. So I, I'm not against it. I, I do think it's funny that you mentioned that they have the same man. That would be a pretty cold-blooded thing to do, I think. But this is the fight game, I guess, right? And I guess if, if the UFC came along and said, look, this is the, the fight we're thinking of, and, it, you know, can you put this together? I guess if you're a manager, you don't really have a choice. You kind of want to say, if this, you know, if this is what it takes to keep uh, Ashley Evans with the round or keep... Rachel Ostovich around, then I got to do what I got to do. So, uh, yeah, I'm not against it. Um, I, I do wonder if Ostovich, you don't think she'll, she might be cut or retire? I heard someone say retire. I don't know. But listen, it's all, it's up to, it's up to them. Like, listen, if you want to, if you want to fight, you want to stay in the UFC, this is your path. If not, do whatever you want. You want to host podcasts? You want to retire? You want to be a model? Fine. We, 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 we wish you well on your future endeavors. But if you want to stay here in the UFC, this is the fight and this is the only fight. Winner hangs on, loser's gone. That's cold-blooded. You really are. It. You're looking and sounding like Dana White, I tell you. That is <laughs> that is just cold-blooded. I'm giving them another oh, chance. They should both be cut if we're being That's honest. That's what he always says. That's what he says to fighters all the time when he puts them in one of these tough matchups. I'm giving you guys another chance. You want to be a fighter or not? I'm giving you opportunities. This is the uh, land of opportunity, AK. We, we did not have uh, – we were a little short on wild card options this week. Let's be honest. So I'll say our readers, our readers came in. The only name I didn't see mentioned was Anderson Dos Santos. And our, I didn't see anyone mention him on our, in our readers. We didn't mention him. Uh, and he had a pretty nice win over Martin Day. But anyway, good yeah. for him. Um, normally I'd like to do a lot of quick hits. But again, there's just – we're not – there's just not a lot of names to discuss. <laughs> Where are the listeners coming from this week, AK? Oh, hold on. Check the tapes is back. Oh God! Check the tape. I don't know back. what's happening. Like, I don't know what's know. happening well, on this program. Week, I got rid of it again because I I just completely forgot about it. Now it's just back because <laughs> and I had to bring it back because I called that I nailed one of these this week. Uh, Alonzo Menafield. Uh, he's fighting on February twenty seventh. I called for Menafield to face the William Knight Alexa Kamer winner. This is on episode. Check the tapes. Episode eight of uh, on to the next one. This is from the September 5th UFC Vegas 9 show. Go back, guys. Check the tapes. I call for Menafield versus Knight Kamer winner. And lo and behold, we have Menafield versus Knight, February 27th. So I nailed it. I nailed it. You are welcome, Sean Shelby or McManard, whichever one who handles that division. I thought I picked uh, that one too. But maybe I, think I didn't. I, I'll, I'll be honest. I only keep track of my own. So, Mike, you might, <laughs> check, your own, you might check your own tapes at some point. I'm just wondering. I keep the very... <laughs> I keep very thorough documentation of my own picks. Uh, Tony, two fights that, that happened that I, I, I don't know if we mentioned on this show, but I feel like we must have mentioned multiple times in passing, if not on our own show, on like other MMA fighting shows that we do. Uh, Tony Ferguson versus Charles Oliveira finally got booked December 12th. That's a matchup I feel like we've been asking for, and many people have been asking for for a long time. That was one of those, like, I don't know if it's going to happen, but this is what yeah. should happen kind yeah. of fights. It just made at any point, either during Ferguson's long winning streak, even after his loss, even after he picked up that first loss in a while, we were like, yeah, well, the the, the bounce back fight is him versus Dobronz. Like that's great, and and that's a fight that Dobronz deserves. So that's that's, that's check the tapes for everyone, really, because I think we all wanted the same with this next matchup, and also with uh, Cheeto Vera versus uh, Jose Aldo is one I think a lot of people discussed, and it just made sense and people put together. I, I don't know if we ever again mentioned it specifically on the show. Perhaps perhaps you did. I mean, you might have picked it. I can't remember, but. Uh, Yes, for everyone who mentioned that one, you are uh, you are certified. That is uh, Cheeto Vera versus Aldo, December nineteenth. So that's that's coming soon. There you go. Check the tapes. Check the 
Oh, guys, always check tapes. We are on top of these things. Check, and check the tapes for Mike, by the way, because I don't know. Mike is a busy man. I don't know if Mike has time. So if you guys have time to go back to the archives and check the tape for him, and want to let him know whether which ones he nailed, uh, please do. Uh, so yes, our lovely readers. Uh, oh, I got to build up here because so we, a lot of our regulars love, love hearing from our regulars. We got, of course, uh, via, always via email. Uh, Tristan Gordet. I'll throw this out quickly, Mike, to tell you which one really jumps out at you. He likes Anthony Smith versus Johnny Walker. We all, like I said, we know Johnny wants it. I still don't love it. Miguel Baeza versus Muhammad Lima, a Diego Lima winner, December 19th. I feel like Muhammad deserves a higher ranked, excuse me, a higher ranked opponent if he wins, though. He's ranked. He's top 15 right now, isn't he? Yeah, uh, Muhammad is. Yeah, absolutely. He deserves, he deserves so higher up. Yeah, he'd be sure. so a great fight on paper. Don't you mind? Sure. I, mean, I wouldn't complain. Yeah, the winner of that fight versus probably Lima would make a little more sense, um, but uh, Muhammad would be a huge, huge get for Baez. I just don't see it happening. Uh, Bill Algio, Andre Feely. That's too much of a step up. Yeah, you can't do that. Tristan well, had some questions. I mean, listen, this is, he went. He, he was very competitive with, with Ricardo Lamas, so I guess I mean, I would say no. But if they made it, I'd watch. Be fun. There's a lot of this, by the way. There's a lot of this. Uh, Bill Algio. People are really. Okay, I, 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 I missed most of the fights, so people were really, I guess, in love with Algio's performance. I, and I do think, I do think he's better than his, he looks more uh, experienced than his record shows. Like he has good experience as it is, but you watch him fight. You're like, oh, this is a guy who could be competitive. As you said, he, we know he can be competitive with top ten guys because he went to a decision with Lums. Uh He also liked. Uh, I'll, I'll throw those other because of salt. Sumudairji, and we didn't mention him. Sumudairji versus uh, Amir Albazi, who was supposed to fight in a card recently, but it's true. So that's solid. That's solid. Yeah. Uh, on Instagram, uh, oh, first of all, I should have told you, uh, I think this, this came out after we recorded the show, unfortunately. Uh, Jay Steiner wanted to show you some love for a, a Tristan, oh, Palatnikov, Tristan Connolly. said he loves that pick and that uh, Connolly is from his hometown and that he went to school with him. I think he's talking about Connolly and not, no, maybe he's talking about Palatnikov. Oh, I should have read is this he more can, is, Anyway. Is Jay's from Canada? No, I think Jay's is Australian. <laughs> Well, Palatnikov's so, from Hong Kong. So I guess it's close, right? Maybe, <laughs> you know, well, well, I mean, Hong Kong is closer, considerably closer to Australia. Than, yeah, yeah, it's uh, true. Than, uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe he's not Palatnikov. Anyway, he did not, he was not clear with his pronouns. And he just said, he's from my hometown. I actually went to school with him. I know he's recovering from surgery on his neck. Oh, maybe it's That's Connolly. Yeah. Oh, oh. Guys, I, I can read. I really can. Uh, he's recovering <laughs> from surgery on his neck. I love that matchup when he's back. So I guess Chase uh, went to you know uh, school in Canada. So that's great. Um, Jacob Best, how do you feel about this one? I saw this, a couple people suggested this. Anthony Smith, Jimmy Crute. Casey suggested that I think. Right. On that the sounds fight show. I'm torn because it's actually like it's actually the right fight for Crute. I, I don't know. Maybe it's just because Anthony Smith's like such a good dude. I just don't want to see him in that yeah. position. Because I feel yeah, like we, we under I don't want to under. It's tough. I it's a really interesting fight. I just don't know if we're there yet. I kind of want to give Crude the slow burn. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like give yeah. him another win. Like give him the Paul Craig fight. Like I, I think they fought already. No, but give him something <laughs> like that. Like. You know, mm-hmm. I think he's what fifteen right now. Give him like fourteen, thirteen, twelve, something in that neck of the woods. And if they he wins that fight, Anthony Smith beats a Johnny Walker or or, or whatever, then you can make that matchup. I want to see, I want to see one more win from Jimmy Crute before we start throwing him in there with former title challengers. Yeah, and I, I like you said, we like Anthony Smith. I don't think we want to see him 
like so clearly thrusts into that stepping stone role, which is honestly, again, which is what I thought the Devin Clark fight was. And, and, uh, I, I, well, I mean, I guess I was right in the way it was booked, but, um, it was, maybe he was a replacement, right? Yes. Clark, I think uh, was supposed to fight somebody else. Yes, I believe so. So anyway, yeah. Uh, Miguel Baza, Anthony Pettis, which I like, except that I actually like even more, uh, that which was suggested to us last week, uh, by a reader called Redwood Rebel. I'm still on the Juban, uh, Pettis fight. But I think you didn't like it because I think you said Juban's maybe not big enough name for Anthony Pettis. Does this sound familiar? Yeah, I don't. I, I remember the conversation. I have to go check the tapes. Hey, oh, yeah. Um, okay. Talk about check, check the tapes. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, like that I, I like that fight too. Maybe maybe I was grumpy last week if I didn't like it. <laughs> also, also, I think if uh, Juban's not a big enough name for uh, Pettis, Baez probably wouldn't be either. Uh, he might be a hotter name right now, but I think Pettis would still rather fight. A veteran, as opposed to again, someone uh, someone looking to make a name off of him. Yeah, I mean, but I like the matchup. I like I like either of them, Joe Ban yeah. versus either of those guys. I'm I'm okay with. And then for for uh, Algia again, he, he threw out Feely as well. Also, Mirsad Bektich and Darren. I thought Elkins. about that one. Really? Look, Villagio is good, but guys, slow it down. Mirsad's lost three fights in a row. This, this he just got true. submitted by Damon Jackson. I still have him way higher. I let me. Gosh, I have. Uh, sorry, Algio. People are gonna say this is too low, but it's really. I have him sixty fourth out of about ninety some odd uh, featherweights. He has one UFC win. All right, first of all, he has one UFC win. Bektich, I still have top thirty five. Okay, I know three straight losses, but he's got some good wins in there. So I don't drop. I don't drop people that quickly until they lose. You're right. And maybe it's, maybe it would be a loss to Algeo that would finally send him plummeting down, but they're just not close to my rankings. I don't love it. Uh, Algeo's really good. I, I would not be surprised to see that. You know, that Lamas uh, decision loss got him a lot of currency. And I, I do think we'll see a lot more uh, matching him up. What about experienced fighters? So, so be it. What about Algeo, Charles Jordan? Algio and Charles Jordan. Yes, yeah, yeah. That see that I think is a little more appropriate. Yeah, I, I'm with that. I'm with that. Uh, oh, we just I just is are we are you sure we're not live? Jay Steiner just messes me right now. <laughs> <laughs> His ears not, are ringing. About our, no, yes, yeah, exactly. He knows. <laughs> he just you know he just uh, I guess he wanted to get in. He, I think he knows we we record uh, before Monday, and I think he just wanted to slip in some suggestions. He likes Porter Dantel. I'm just re- I'm reading this again. People, we're live. We're live right now. Ah, uh, Mazani, Shayna Dobson. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I could see it. Uh, Sumu Daiji, Sumu Daijeri. Oh, I'll get it. Versus uh, Elliot Espinosa winner. Yeah, I don't know. I like he looks that. really good. He yeah, does look really good. good. He does look really Baeza, good. Baeza, Randy Brown. I think Baez is kind of past him. Mm. And yeah, I don't mind you're it. Into that? I don't mind it. Devin, and he matched me for Clark. Oh, this is something we didn't even do. We didn't match me for Clark. He likes Clark versus Yuan Kuchalaba. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, that's fun. I think that's a road one of us would have at least considered. So yeah, thank you, Jay Steiner, for the very late... So, literally, you just got another deadline, Jay Steiner. Thank you very much. <laughs> and now, Twitter. Twitter DMs. Yes. People sliding into the DMs. Uh, well, we got a message this morning, both of us, from uh, uh, Casual Eve. From uh, Eve the... Eve, the hardcore casual on Twitter, who mentioned, of course, he does want to see Anthony Smith Rockhold. I have to think this is the one. If if, if people knew that Rockhold was coming uh, uh, around a date when Rockhold was coming back, I think we'd all say Anthony. 
And guys, a few from our usual readers, I'll read them out real quick. Uh, Aronsky, he likes Baeza versus Lyman Good. Again, I think Baeza a, 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 a bit above for that matchup now. Yes, I would agree. Yeah, Fun, though. Harry Lipsky, uh, Smith versus, I like this one, actually, uh, Sirkinov Span winner. They fought on December 19th. I'm kind of into that. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah, like third it. on my list. I like that one, too. I like that a lot. And he likes Baeza and Tim Means, which I got confused at first because I uh, have several times this year got Baeza and Daniel Rodriguez confused just because of the way they've debuted and they both beat better. They both beat welterweight veterans. They're both uh, they both went three and zero. Well, I mean, Baeza's three and zero now, so I kept getting the mix up. So I thought that fight had already happened. I I want to see. We're we're lobbying for Robbie. We're doing the lobby for Robbie for Tim Means. So <laughs> I, that's the only reason I'm, I'm against it. But I could see the UFC offering uh, thinking about that fight more. But I would like to lobby for Robbie for Tim Means still. So let's keep that going. Um, Marcus McGahey. Uh, he wants Baez to face the Chaos uh, Pajeda winner. Yeah, that's fun. Yeah, that was suggested a couple times in the post post fight show as well. That'd be fireworks. Baez is exciting. He is. I think he needs one more win though before he gets okay. gets to a fight like that. I mean, that's. I think it would be best for his career to get one more win. Like build him up just a tinch more. Like if they threw him in there against against the winner of Chaos versus Pajeda, damn right I'm watching that. Yeah, yeah. But I, but I agree. Yeah, I, you know I'm always in favor of slow build, especially for a guy who's as talented. And, and again, he, he's ten to zero, which is great. But ten pro ten pro fights is ten pro fights, guys. That's that's not a lot in the grand scheme of things. So he's he's really learning on the job here. And, I, and I'd like you know, like you said, I'd like to see them just take their time a little bit with with the build. Um, so uh, and he had a big step up for Sumudarji, uh, Raul Paiva. But the flyweight division is only like twenty people, so <laughs> it's really hard not to. Any move up is almost a huge step up. It's like there's no, you know, if you've only had two UFC fights, there's really no way to move up without now running into a top 15 guy. Yeah. I can't, you know what, you know what I'd be interested in seeing? And this is just like so outside the box. It's not even funny, but he's been creeping up all over the place. I mean, not creeping, but he's been showing up all over the place on social media. How about you bring back Jared Brooks, the man that everyone yeah. thought Davis of Figueiredo lost to? Yeah. Why don't we bring in Jared Brooks and see? Let's put him that. to the test. Jared Brooks has gone out the whole flyweight division. Let's bring Jared Brooks back in, and we'll have him fight Maderji. Jared, Jared Brooks never should have been cut. Never! Uh, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's just silly. Uh, yeah, I actually really like that matchup. I think you trumped the readers. I know the readers have blown your mind the last couple of weeks, uh, Mike. I think you trumped the readers this time. I think the readers had, had good suggestions for Sumo Maderji. I think you win this round. I will unofficially give you, much like the uh, judging at the Tyson Jones fight last night i will give you the celebrity unofficial decision yeah to I, I think i think i lost i, I think i lose though because listen <laughs> if, if they were gonna bring jared brooks is like a straw weight like he's like a natural 25er if he was gonna come back he'd probably be back by now you know what i mean like there's been opportunities to bring in 25ers and they haven't brought but I him think in you win with- I think you win what should be done. I think you win what should be okay. done. Is it likely? We don't know. But Jared Brooks, hopefully you're out there and you're and you're listening or your manager's listening and they're getting on the phone call and saying, hey, right now, I want to take on this like white hot prospect like this. I, I don't think anybody wants to fight this guy right now. I, I, I want back in. Give, give him to me. I'm ready to come in whenever you know. We got a uh, message from Denmark. Ooh. From Denmark, Michael. The country that gave us Martin Kampman and, of course, Hans Christian Andersen, uh, every MMA fan's favorite fairy tale author okay. uh toke gerdin jensen at oh let me sure I get this right at toke because he has a podcast and i want people to you know check him out at toke dk at toke dk on twitter toke gerdin jensen uh he 
a matchup which I love, and if I had not matched up this other fighter already, I, I would have probably gone with this minimum one choice. Baeza, Nicholas Dalby. Yeah, that's 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 one I love thought it. of as well. Yes, that that to me, I actually like that more. I think last week I, I was like, uh, or whatever Dalby fought, it was uh, I wanted him either uh, Jing Liang, Grant Winner, or Brian Barberina. I like this even more. I think this is it's this is one. the way to go if those don't happen. Yeah, and. Uh, this one, so I didn't thought about this. Bill Algio, when we're, the man of the hour, Bill Algio, the, the Hamza <laughs> Shahib of this episode. I, feel, I guess he's almost ready for a featherweight title shot based on that win. Uh, Bill Algio versus Duho Choi. Oh, damn. Is that not too much? I like Choi's it. Choi's like tough. He's on a losing, again, kind of like you mentioned with Bektich, is on a losing streak, fair enough. And Charles Jordan just put him away. Pretty violently. This is true. Yes. Ah, this, this, this I, I like it. I like it. Oh, they've done it again. The readers have done it again. Wow, so, that's well real I good. Think that is, I, I think that is the reader suggestion of the week. Bill Aljo versus Duho Choi. Whenever Duho Choi uh, is uh, ready to come back and fight, so Bill Aljo could have himself a nice, nice name for his next fight. Damn, Jay Steiner. Well done. Is- Jay Steiner just got hip checked right out of position one. Oh, don't, don't say that. <laughs> our readers, kidding. I actually have been getting messages. I think a couple of our readers have said have said, have contested uh, who they felt had the best reader pick and want to. They want to have a between the links esque debate between each other. So uh, you guys might have to just do that, duke it out on social media. But uh, keep bringing in those picks, and we'll have sort of an informal. Uh, when you guys have a good one, we will say who we thought had the best one. So there we go, Algio Choi. Wow, wow, well that's real good. That's a fun fight. Good God. Thank you. Thank you, Denmark. Thank you, Denmark. Denmark, crush it in. Mm. But listen, keep those suggestions coming, because if you if you hear that and you're like, oh, I have better ideas, tell us all about it. Do it on Prove the Twitter. It. All right? Prove it. Prove it. Hit up AK at Alexander K. Lee. Hit me up. I'm at Mike Heck underscore JR. Hit us up both at the same time, because then we can uh, we can debate along with you. But uh, join us once again next week as we look, we look ahead following UFC Vegas 16. Which now has a new main event, doesn't it, AK? Wait, I, hold on, I have to look this up. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> uh, I just, I just, where do you hear about this stuff? MMAfighting.com? I should check. <laughs> it's a good news site, right? I should check. I thought they only did boxing. <laughs> yes. Uh, I, in fairness, I forgot this was next week. All right, in fair, I actually, I thought this was, uh, uh, yes, Jack Hermanson, Marvin Vittori. Uh, I forgot this was already, my goodness, this is already next week. Unfortunate for Kevin Holland that, uh, that he had to bow out of this opportunity, but man, that's a really good, uh, if not on paper, theoretically, like better main event. So again, you see, when you got the talent pool this deep, boy, you can just pull out quality main events uh, on a week's notice. Holy cow. Yeah, but look at Kevin Holland. He only has to wait another, he only has to wait a week. He's going to fight Jacare Souza. That's crazy. Yeah, I don't know what to say what about a that. Game. What a game. What a game. Yes. What a game MMA is. Should be an interesting selection of future bouts. If you thought this was interesting, next week might be even more interesting ahead of, as we, uh, we're on the roads, the go-home show, so to speak, ahead of UFC 256 on December 12th. And then we have that ridiculously loaded December 19th card. And I will say this real quick, more on this in the coming weeks, but I have had people reach out and ask, what are you going to do after December 19th? There's going to be no UFC events for like three or four weeks. AK and I have been discussing. We have some ideas. All we'll say is the show will continue on. That's all we will say. We have some fun, fun things in the works for those weeks off. 
But with that, we are out of time. For Alex Kaylee, I am Mike Hack. Remember, friends, especially during this holiday season, don't take this too seriously. MMA is supposed to be fun, and we will see you back here next week, right here on On to the Next One, the podcast. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. The Bellator Champion Series is back in action Friday, May 17th, live from Paris, France. Reigning bantamweight champ Patchy Mix defends his belt in a rematch against dangerous submission specialist Magomed Magomedov. And Cedric the Best Doombay makes his Bellator debut in front of a home Paris crowd versus Jaleel the Realist Willis. Don't miss the action live at noon EST on HBO here in the U.S., and visit bellator.com slash watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Doombay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it.